Welcome to Until That Day, the radio ministry of New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, located just three quarters of a mile off Scenic Highway 11, approximately halfway between Monticello and Mansfield, Georgia. Come experience the love of Jesus with us and join us as we worship Him, serve Him, and draw closer to Him. And now, here is our pastor, Dr. Randall Reese, with today's message. God is calling you today. Can you hear Him calling you today? He's calling you and me to follow Him. He's calling you and me to serve Him. Can you hear Him calling? Don't put your life on voicemail. Jesus is saying, will you come take up a cross and follow me? Jesus is saying to you today, come unto me, all you that labor in heaven laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest. For your soul, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Jesus is calling you. He's calling you to come and dine, like he did in John chapter 20 and Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. He's calling you. Answer the call. I heard about one young man that said in 2020, I'm making some changes in my life. And his answer machine, his voicemail said something like this. Hello, I cannot answer your call right now. I'm making some changes in my life. If I don't get back with you, you'll know that you're one of the changes I'm making in my life. I'll tell you what, you need to answer God's call on your life. Find significance, find security and purpose when you answer the call of the Lord on your life. And speaking of that, I'm preaching today on the subject for Feel God's call on your life. God's calling you today. And speaking of calling you today, reminded me of I had a dear friend just passed away last week. And this particular man named Miles Sanders, I had the privilege of serving in a church back in the 80s, Henderson Baptist Church. And his grandmother came to the church. Her name was Neva Sykes. And Neva was burdened for her grandson at the time. He was about 16 years old. And she said, I don't want my son to die without God and go to eternity lost and undone and be judged by God that would say, depart from me, I never knew you, and cast him in the lake of fire. She was burdened for her grandson. Tell me, are you burdened for your family today? So I went to see him. I'll never forget, I knocked on the door. And he didn't come to the door. He was not a church goer at the time. And I remember knocking again. He still didn't come to the door. But I noticed the blinds moving, and I could see um, an eyeball poking out from under the blinds. Ever happened to you when you went to visit somebody, you knew they were there? But they didn't come to the door. Well, it wasn't very long after that, he came to church, and I had the privilege of preaching and teaching, and at that time I had a Sunday school class. He came to the Sunday school class. And at that moment, I shared with him how Jesus Christ died on a cross, how he was buried, how he rose again, and that he could have his sins forgiven and put his faith and trust in the living God and have eternity and heaven as his home, spending his life hereafter with the Lord. I shared with him about how we'd all sinned and we'd all missed the mark. And anyway, the gospel. And I'll never forget, Miles got down on his knees and I said, will you cry out to God? For the scripture says, who ever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But he didn't call upon the Lord. Something was holding him back. I couldn't figure it out. And then after a few months, he discovered 
he had cancer and he went through some terrible chemotherapy and surgery and things and through that process he called upon the Lord to save him and forgive his sin. Will you do that today? Will you do that today if you hadn't done it? Then he began to serve the Lord. He was baptized and he began to teach a little bit and we moved off going to school up in Lithonia, Georgia, Lutherized Bible College. The Lord led us to move from that area to this area by faith. No job, no home, no nothing. Just a wife and two children and a slobbering dog, I might add. But God has been so faithful. That was back in 1991. Anyway, he moved up in this area a few years later and he followed the will of God to go to school at the same Christian university and seminary. And he joined New Rocky Creek Baptist Church. He began to serve the Lord, teaching Sunday school and filling in. And he was a student of the Bible, the Word of God. And then he had some health issues. And later we spent a lot of time together praying and seeking the Lord and witnessing and serving God. And then just the other day, he moved back down. Well, actually, it was a number of years ago with the health issues. He moved back down to Perry. And I just heard the other day that he had gone on to be with the Lord. I want to dedicate this message. I've had the privilege of serving along with fulfilling God's call in your life. And speaking of that, I thank God for the radio broadcast team, the ministry, until that day. And you that are tuning in every Sunday, you'll be blessed today, fulfilling God's call in your life. We're looking today at the book of Acts, chapter 18, and I'm going to introduce to you a couple of individuals you may be aware of or you may not. I've never preached a message on these two individuals. Number one, we're looking at the book of Acts, and as we turn to the book of Acts, you're well aware of the fact that this is a fulfillment of our Lord Jesus Christ's prediction that the Holy Ghost would come and He would establish His church. Jesus would pour out His Spirit as He promised and it was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 and the church began to grow and multiply and even though the spite of the persecution, the Word of God took root. And now our story, the account of this narrative, Luke the physician, brings us to the Apostle Paul's second missionary journey. And in Acts chapter 18, and I want to share with you seven ways you can fulfill God's call in your life. Let me go ahead and give them to you, and then we'll come back and spend a little time on each one. Number one, by one, spending time with the Lord daily. Number two, by making yourselves available for God to use you regularly. Number three, by dealing with offenses and hurt feelings scripturally. Number four, by putting off the old man and putting on the new man, which is created in righteousness and true holiness, deliberately. Number five, by loving people unconditionally. Number six, by working towards standing before the judgment seat of Christ conscientiously. And then number seven, by developing a good attitude and serving the Lord joyfully. And turning to Acts chapter 18, I begin reading in verse 1. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, as a man, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them, and because he was of the same craft. He abode with them and wrought for their occupation. They were tent makers. Have you ever heard of Aquila and of Priscilla? I want to tell you about them. 
Because, first of all, you need to know that Paul, on this second missionary journey, he runs into this couple, a husband and wife named Aquila and Priscilla. By the way, Aquila's name means eagle, and Priscilla's name means venerable. And I don't know if they were really born again at this time when they ended up in Corinth, but we find out they were banished from their homeland of Rome, Italy, and no doubt that was due to the anti-Semitic ways of those in authority. And yet, Paul finds them and meets them. And I don't know, the Bible doesn't say, but in my own sanctified imagination, under this first way that you and I can fulfill God's call in your life. Don't you want to fulfill God's call in your life? Don't you want to have purpose in this life? Don't you want to have meaning in this life? Don't you want to have significance in this life? I'm preaching to somebody, you out here today, that you feel like you're just existing. You don't have any kind of purpose or direction in your life. And today God is going to change that. And Paul, I can see in my mind's eye, the Bible didn't say this, but I can see him as he meets Aquila and says, hey, how you doing? My name is Paul. Some call me Saul. I can hear Aquila say, hello, my name is Aquila. And I can hear Paul say, well, glad to meet you. By the way, what do you do for a living? And I can hear old Aquila say, well, as a matter of fact, my wife and I have got a business. We develop and design and make tents, clothing and such. And Paul says, really? I I didn't know that. Actually, I've done the same thing, and I've been doing that for years. And so, my, that's amazing. And I can hear Aquila say to Paul, "Uh, come on over to our house today, and maybe we can talk a little bit about what you're doing and what we're doing. And I can see Paul as he goes to their house. By the way, he was at the church of Corinth for about 18 months, and next thing you know, Aquila and Priscilla invite him to live with them. But wait a minute, I can hear the conversation go like this. Remember now, spend time with God daily. I can hear Paul say to Aquila, hey, by the way, have you ever heard about the Lord Jesus Christ? And I can hear old Aquila say, well, yeah, we have. We're not really sure about it. Uh, We're Jews, and we believe in the Old Testament and the Old Scriptures and all. I can hear old Paul say, before I tell you what he said, uh, did you know that historians tell us from January the 25th, A.D. 49, to January 24th, 50 A.D., was when this particular event took place when the Jews were ejected from Rome, Italy. And so that's about the timing of the year. I can hear Paul say this to Aquila. Hey, can I tell you about this Jesus? And I can hear Aquila say, yeah, go ahead. And Paul says, well, I'll be honest with you. I grew up in a religious home and I was a Pharisee. And you see, I had all these laws and I kept all these rules and regulations. And as a matter of fact, I was heading over to a place that's called the road to Damascus. And, and all of a sudden, a bright light blinded me and I heard this voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I'd never heard that before. And, and I knew that it was a special revelation. I knew that this God in whom I was persecuting. It was he that was speaking to me. And at that moment, I had never experienced anything like that. I said, what would you have me to do, Lord? And at that moment, Jesus changed my life. I've never been the same since. I can hear Paul as he leads Aquila and Priscilla to Jesus. Now, all of a sudden, he's telling them how they can have this relationship with God. I want to tell you, you and I will never have a fulfillment God's call in our life until we establish and spend time with the Lord. 
And that's an ongoing after you have this new birth relationship. Tell me, are you born again? Jesus said you must be born again. Tell me, you have time to spend with Him every day? There's only 24 hours in a day. According to calculations, 168 hours every week. But listen, you got to set it as a priority every day to spend with God. You're never going to get to know Him if you don't spend time with Him in His Word and in prayer. 2020, will you make that surrender to your heart to get to know Him better and to be in the center of His will. That's what's going to bring you peace. That's what's going to bring you a fulfillment in this life. And I can hear the Apostle Paul say, seek you first the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said. Are you seeking the Lord first? Well, number one, if we're going to have this contentment in life, and if we're going to see God, His calling in our life fulfilled, we've got to spend time with God daily. Number two, if you'll notice, we not only have to spend time with God daily, but be willing and be available for God to use you regularly. Turn over to Acts chapter 18. Here's another reference to this couple named Aquila and Priscilla. Verse 24, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria. I might just point out Alexandria was well known for their allegorical interpretation of the Bible, uh, adding to and some mystical understanding and interpretation, what we call hermeneutics to the Bible. Here's a man named Apollos, yet he was noticed born in Alexandra and a eloquent man. That means he was articulate. He was a capable communicator and mighty in the scriptures. The word mighty there means powerful. Dunamis. He was mighty in the scriptures. He came to Ephesus. Now, the setting here, now Aquila and Priscilla have left Corinth and Paul is on his third missionary journey at this point. But they have gone from one church, 18 months from Corinth, to this church called Ephesus. I had the privilege of being there not long ago. Actually, a few years ago. But look what else it says in verse 25. Luke, the historian, said this man was instructed, speaking of Apollos, in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the Spirit. He spake and taught diligently the things the Lord of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded, explained unto him the way of God more perfectly. What am I saying? I'm saying this. If you and I are going to fulfill God's call on our life, we not only need to spend time with God daily, but number two, we need to make ourselves available for God to use us regularly. I'm not just talking about once every six months. I'm not just talking about once a year. Or once every three or four years. I'm talking about regularly. Tell me, are you available for God to use you? Have you said, Lord, I take my hands off my life? Here am I, Lord. I'm telling you, it takes some cooperation and participation if you want to be used of God. We're not robots. God can do anything, yes, but we have that will. And it's God working in us both to will and do with good pleasure. So number two, will you make yourselves available for God to use you regularly? What I'm seeing here is in my mind's eye, I can picture a quill in a Priscilla, they're sitting down in the synagogue or what we'd call church. And this man stands up to preach. And they hear him and they say, man, he's different. He's not preaching sugarcoating. He's not tickling everybody's ears. Oh, I know. I wish I could spend a little time there. But anyway, I can hear them say this. Man, listen, he, he's like John the Baptist. He must have been hanging around John the Baptist. He's talking about repent. He's talking about change your heart. I can hear John the Baptist says Aquila to Priscilla. You know, we heard about John the Baptist. By the way, this is about 15, 16, 17, 18 years after during the time of our Lord when he was crucified. And again, really after that, even after that, being at Corinth, now they're at Ephesus. 
after 18 months, and that's a year and a half. And so I hear this man named Apollos say, Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And I hear him as old John the Baptist said, You hypocrites, how shall you escape the damnation of hell? Man, John the Baptist ate honey, but he sure didn't preach it. And I can hear Priscilla say, But but wait a minute, there's something missing in this Apollos' life. Hey, will you come over to our house? Let's sit down and talk. And there old Apollos comes to the house, and they begin to pour into him. They make themselves available for God to use them. And I praise the Lord, not only their tent making, and by the way, this tent making job, we're told, that used goat hair and, and developed clothing and, again, the tents out of that. But these were servants of God. Y'all hear me now? Those listening, God's not called us just to work a job. He's called us to serve Him. And that's where we'll be held accountable if you're a Christian. That's the ministry. A lot of people today tell me, so I don't need the church and I don't need to go to church. I can just do my own thing on an island. I'm not saying you can't serve God outside the church, but I'm telling you this. If you read the book of Acts, you'll find out the church was the main base for the ministry of not only Paul, but also Aquila and Priscilla and others who were co-laborers together with Paul. They weren't preachers necessarily. They weren't missionaries necessarily, but they were called of God to serve the Lord and make a difference. Don't you want to do that? And so here, Aquila and Priscilla seize the opportunity. And, you know, a lot of people today really don't want to come under authority. A church, uh, and I'm not talking about ecclesiastical red tape. I'm talking about the authority of the Word of God and responsibility and accountability. Spiritual accountability. Tell me, are you spiritually accountable? Most people aren't nowadays. They just want to do their thing. But wait a minute. There's a third way that you and I can fulfill God's call in your life. What is it? It's this. By dealing with offenses and hurt feelings scripturally. Now, I find this and I'm reading the text because this is what knocks a lot of people out of being used of God. They get their feelings hurt. And something happens in the church and man, they fall out. But Aquila and Priscilla, you know they had experienced all kinds of people in the church of Corinth, in the church of Ephesus and then they're going to be later, we'll read in the book of Romans, they were in the church of Rome. In fact, they had a church in their own home. And during those days they had house churches. But do you know that the old saying, to live with the saints above, that'll be glory, but to live the saints below, why, that's a different story. And a lot of people get their feelings hurt. They're baby Christians. And by the way, the church of Corinth, you know the church that Aquila and Priscilla were in? Did you know that Paul talked to the church later and the letter was written just shortly after the time we're talking about, or perhaps in during the time we talked about, when Aquila and Priscilla were there. And Paul said, I wanted to give you meat, but you're still drinking milk. You're like a little baby sucking and it's dumb, if I can paraphrase. And you need to grow up in the Lord. There's a lot of people today that go into the church and they get their feelings hurt. Or they get offended about this or that. And the next thing you know, they get out of the mainstream of God using them. Maybe I'm preaching to somebody today and you just need to get things right with the Lord. And realize the church isn't perfect and neither are you and me. And we've just got to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, the church in Corinth had problems with authority. I can hear them say, Paul, who set you up as the hot shot. And Paul's writing to him about that. They had church with marital infidelity.
maturity and spiritual immaturity and spiritual gifts. They had problems with dealing with the spiritual gifts. They thought they were spiritually elitist. And Paul rebukes them in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13 and 14 about their practices that were out of order and confusing and lays down some guidelines concerning that. But wait a minute. This man, Paul, he's writing in the book of Corinthians. He describes their role. Tell me, are you serving the Lord? You know if you've been in any church for any length of time or a couple of churches, you know there are people in the church. People aren't perfect. And that's why we got to deal with the offenses and the hurt feelings. You ever got your feelings hurt? Probably everybody has. Can I tell you something? Get over it. Just get over it. Stop wearing a chip on your shoulder and using that as an excuse. The devil is wearing you out with that. So-and-so didn't speak to you. You didn't get to do this. You didn't. You weren't in control. Give it to the Lord. Move on with God. Life's too short. We'll stand before the Lord and give God glory because he's got a call on your life. Don't let people stand in your way. No. Be teachable and yielded to the Lord. There's a fourth way that you and I can fulfill God's call on our life. Not only by spending time with God daily and by making ourselves available for the Lord to use regularly. And number three, by dealing with offenses and hurt feelings scripturally. But number four, put off the old man, put on the new man. Yes, deliberately. I'm here, Aquila and Priscilla talking and, and they had to get over some stuff. Don't you know? How would it be like if all of a sudden the government said to you, get out of your home. You can't live there anymore. Or somebody told you to get out of your home. That's what they did in Italy, Rome. They had to leave their hometown. You know that would have caused some bitterness in a lot of people. But I can hear Aquila say, no, we're not going to be bitter. We're going to be better. we got to move on with the Lord. We're going to put off the old man and put on the new man, which is created in righteousness and true holiness. It's been said in the church, there are the wishbone Christians and the jawbone Christians. And there are, yes, the knucklebone Christians. That is, the wishbone Christians always wishing. I wish my church did this and I wish my church did this. Hey, don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. Get in there and serve God with a good attitude. And not only but that, but knucklebone. Always knocking something. I don't think this is why. I wish they why. This, he said that They didn't. Hey, don't be a knucklebone Christian and a wishbone Christian and a jawbone Christian always talking the talk. Be a backbone Christian. That's what Aquila and Priscilla were backbone Christians. They were urging the saints to pray for each other and, and bear each other's burdens and to stir up each other the good works. Tell me, are you a backbone Christian? If we're going to fulfill God's calling, we've got to fulfill His calling by being backbone Christians. I want you to read you to Book of Romans chapter 16. Listen what Paul said to the church of Rome, comprised of both Jews and Gentiles. He said, I commend you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the Lord, the church which is at Centrica. And then he says, verse number 3, Greek Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. What am I saying? I'm saying this. I'm saying they put off the old man. They had a job to do. They had to earn a living. But they were not willing to let that consume them. They knew there was more purpose in life. There was more meaning in life. And making the almighty dollar. It was getting involved in God's plan for their life. Tell me, are you in God's plan for your life? Tell me, have you put the Lord first in your life? Oh, today you can do it. And I'm praying God will help you to do it. If you do, you'll fulfill.
fulfill God's plan for your life, His calling in your life. There's a fifth way to do that, and it's love people unconditionally. I've already mentioned they were in the church of Corinth, that is, Aquila and Priscilla, the church of Ephesus, a church that had a number of problems in Ephesus as well. Temple of Diana was there in Ephesus. False worship. In fact, there was a man we can read in the book of Acts named Demetrius. He was building shrines, and he was a silversmith, and he was angry and upset with Paul because he preached another God besides the goddess, this female, multi-breasted God of fertility named Diana. And anyway, but Aquila and Priscilla had to learn to love people unconditionally, the love of Christ in our heart. You and I are going to be used to the Lord, fulfill our calling. We've got to learn to love people unconditionally. Can I tell you this? Maturity with diversity equals unity. That is, if you grow up in the Lord, you'll find out that God will help us to pray for each other instead of fault finding and throw rocks at each other and realize and recognize and celebrate and appreciate the differences we have. I'm not gifted like you. You're not gifted like me. But we're gifted together to serve the Lord. And I'm telling you, God's got a call in your life. I can hear Him calling you today saying, You and you and you, come follow me. Come take up a cross. Come make a difference. I've got a plan for your life. I put that gift in you. Stir up the gift of God, said Paul to Timothy. And I'm telling you today, God's wanting to do that in your life as well. Finally, the seventh way, if you'll develop this habit in your life, God will fulfill His calling in your life. Not only, number one, to spend time with God daily. Will you write it down? Two, by making yourselves available for God to use you regularly. Number three, deal with offenses and hurt feelings. Scripturally, number four, put off the old man, put on the new man. That old ugly flesh, put on the new man. Deliberately, number five, love people unconditionally. Number six, by working toward standing before the judgment seat of Christ conscientiously. And this was a church in their house. Aquila and Priscilla, they had their sights set on the future. They knew that this world wasn't it all. And sometimes the devil in the world will have us to believe that this is all there is and don't even think about eternity. I came to tell you, eternity is too long to be wrong. I came to tell you today, there's more to life than land and houses and fun and entertainment and pleasure. And Solomon learned that and God wants you and me to learn that. Serving him is what brings you security and significance in your life. Well, last but not least, serve the Lord. Yes, purpose in your heart, develop a good attitude and serve the Lord joyfully. Serve the Lord joyfully. Paul prays for, in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, he's on his last journey. He says there's some things worth fighting for. Your ministries worth fighting for. Your families worth fighting for. Yes, your legacies worth fighting for. Your testimonies worth fighting for. In 2 Timothy 4, 19, he says this, Salute Priscilla, or Priscilla, Prisca, and Aquila. I'm telling you right now, will you answer God's call right now? Let's pray now. Answer God's call and say, yes, Lord. Father, thank you that Jesus is calling us. You sought us out. We went searching for you. You came and found us. Hallelujah. It's been a joy. I pray now you make us available. Spend time with you and all the things we talked about. We pray blessing from those listening that we would prepare have our sights not only sit here to serve you joyfully, but to watch you get glory. And we'll do it until that day. Come again in Jesus' name. Amen.
You have been listening to Until That Day, the radio ministry of Pastor Randy Reese and New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, located between Monticello and Mansfield, Georgia. We would like to invite you and your family to our Sunday morning worship service. We have our traditional service at 8.30 a.m. and our contemporary service at 11 a.m. Wherever you are in life, we care about you. At New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, you will make new friends, hear messages of truth, and be part of a family pursuing lives of meaning and significance. We are located at 190 Rocky Creek Road off of Jackson Lake Road, just three-quarters of a mile southeast of scenic Georgia Highway 11. Our phone number is 706-468-6116. You can also reach us through our website by leaving us a message under the heading of Contact Us. We look forward to seeing you. If today's program has encouraged you, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at newrockycreek.org for complete contact information. You can also find our messages from Pastor Randy Reese on our website in our ministry archives located under the heading of Sermons. Join Pastor Randy Reese this time next week for another broadcast of Until That Day.